Welcome to the inaugural ERL podcast, the only podcast where elbows are legal. Now, you may remember a thing called the Hook J podcast, and if you do, thank you for listening. This is basically the last show of that. Uh, going forward, we will be going with the name ERL podcast, elbows are legal podcast. Yeah, we decided to rebrand, throw in something new, get a get a fresh take, especially with the new year upon us. It's already March 2020. We've been away for a minute, and with all the fights that are scheduled to happen and everything that we look back on, like man, those were good learning opportunities for us. We want to go to the we want to go forward in this podcasting thing, and you know, we want to we want to start fresh, not start 100% fresh, but start fresh. So we're going to give you guys a new game. We're going to try to keep up with a better format, and let's get this podcast rolling. Welcome to the ERL Podcast. I know it just blew out your ears. Uh, today's episode, we talk about UFC 248. If you don't remember, that wasn't that long ago, so you probably have brain damage or just are very forgetful. Uh, it was the card headlined by Izzy and Yoel, uh, which was kind of a bummer, uh, in my opinion. It was a little bit of a letdown. I think it let down a lot of people's opinions. Uh, however, there was some great fights on it. And today we're just going to talk about a couple of the highlights, discuss like the fallout and things like that. So uh, without further business, let's get down to it. UFC 248. What was your top three fights? I mean, for me, we started off the night pretty well. I mean, the early prelims were pretty good. And then, man, which sucked, we had one fight get canceled off of it. But, you know, we had a TKO, KO, and... I think the first fight that really got my attention, the one, first one I was really, really into, was actually on the main card. I know you had one before that, but, but I'll let you speak to that one. Um, the first fight that that really got me going was um, the Neil Magny and oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna butcher his name, uh, Jing Long. Yeah, I think that, I think that's how you say it. Uh, Li Jing Long. Yeah, there you go. Hey, yeah. first time you got a name right. Um, Li I'm Jing reading Long. it there right here. This is right in front of me. That's <laughs> um, yeah, Li Jing Long because. Up until this point, man, I had been thinking Li Jing Long was. Uh, I'm just gonna call him Li for now. Um, I, I think it's fair enough. But like, <laughs> I, up until this point, the three times I want to say I'd watched Li fight before, I was kind of impressed. This guy had some pretty good power, and he was his technique was getting better. And he, you know, he did some nasty eye pokes in one fight, and I kind of wrote him off. I was like, nah, he's one of those dirty fighters. But he got progressively better. And then, you know, I saw Neil Magny on. A year ago on his little slide where he was you know having trouble with some of these upper end fighters i was like oh man lee's probably gonna gonna get a really good tune-up match for this for that break into the top 10 maybe but magni time off his Ma- magni's time off i should it's say like what two years was it two years 16 months 16 17 months something like that it's like two um, and a half years no or sorry a year it's, and a, year, and a, half. it's yeah. a year and a, f- a quarter my bad Year, uh, about a year and a half, right? Just out of the did he, was did he lose his last fight? I, yeah, he lost. Um, yeah. and him taking the time off, I don't know if they worked on technique or if he was just all about you know trying to get better at what he was doing. But it helped. I mean, he got hit one good time, one really good time. And I was like, oh no, 
taking 16 months off and he's going to get blasted. But then he rallied and, man, he he put it to Lee, man. Like, Lee was completely out, outclassed. He was outgunned. He was, you know, he wasn't wrestling. He wasn't. He wasn't defending himself very well. I was like, man, Neil, Neil's improvement from that 16-month hiatus has done him some justice because well, he looks so good. To man. come back after the uh, KO, that Ponzinibbio. Pon- yeah, uh, like, Santiago. Yeah, and come, to come back from that in the impressive fashion that he did, even though there was a layup, that's, that's amazing that he, he was able to come back. I know it wasn't a decision, right. but it was very impressive in that fight. Well, I mean, you got to think, 16 months off and then – he goes and goes 15 minutes in there with a guy who was on his way up. Yeah, I mean that's they're still impressive, even for Magni, who's a vet. That's still impressive to take that long off, come back, fight hard, and he fought hard for 15 minutes too, man. He didn't let off the throttle once. So, you know, Magni, Magni got my attention again. Like, oh man, this dude is still in it to win it. So I'm looking forward to see what he does in his next fight. You know, I'm surprised that that was the uh, fight that caught your attention because the return of the uh, O'Malley uh, in the main event of the prelims, Sean O'Malley, that really caught the attention, I think, most people of the night. That was the first uh, big knockout. There was one, the, the fight in the early prelims. Well, but, like, to clarify, you know, it did, but I was going to you, you, let you talk up on that one because... Um, to, well, he took, what, two years off? Because Two years, yeah, because he got popped. He had the ankle, and then he, he got popped when he was going to come back. Well, funny thing about the ankle, he didn't even have an energy. He didn't even have an injury. What he had was a stinger. Like, so when he hit, it just did, like, dead-footed himself for a while hmm. until the nerve got the feeling back. Either way, to come back like he did, right, and to be, like, calm, collected, and be able just to, you know, throw those, those jabs and those crosses in there, be able to stand back karate style with the hands down for I've never liked people when they fight like that. I know oh, it's impressive, man. but I'm always like, you got to watch out for put a hand up, put a yeah, hand like, up. It's always scary, but you know, O'Malley can do that. Fucking racing around the corner <laughs> from one light to the next under the bridge. <laughs> well. Then again, you also got to look at his competition. So the last time we saw him, I think, was Sikamu, whatever the hell the guy's name is. The guy who was just downright dumb in well, the ring. Like, it, it, looking back, it's a dumb decision. I'm yeah. sure in the moment he thought he was doing great. But, like, retrospectively. Oh, yeah, like, you know he beats himself up for that. You know, people still give him shit for it. I mean, I, I can't. Um, his name was Sikamu or Sikamu, something like that. But. He's coming off of that fight where everybody's like, oh, man, he did a really good job. This guy's really dumb. He didn't, you know, he shouldn't yeah. have tackled him. He should have just made him stand up and fight. Which he should have. Like, let's face it. I mean, To fight, can't... what was his name, Joseph Quinones? Quinones, yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, do you remember Quinones? Other than for the fact that he had the handlebar mustache for all those times? You know, you Has brought he done that anything up, impressive to you, you? You brought that up while we were watching the fight. I don't remember him even with the mustache. I mean, that's the only thing I ever remember unique about him. I mean, I could just be, you know, having a dumb moment here, but I don't ever really remember this guy's, you know, putting on some good shows and all that. So, I mean, I don't know if they're just giving O'Malley a tune-up fight, which is why I was heck, you know, um, skeptical on his return. I was like, ah, there's... We also got to remember... It might just be MVP and him throwing him a can. O'Malley's only had four fights in the UFC. And right. that's including the Contender Series. Right. Which I think technically is an amateur fight. Yeah. Because I know the Ultimate Fighter ones are technically amateur fights. 
or exhibits. I mean, I wouldn't want those to be on a professional record either. I, I think they're technically exhibitions. Sorry, not exhibits. That's a rapper. <laughs> Yo, dog. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, he's only had four fights, and I, I'm, you know, every, he's a name already. You know, he makes a ton of money on Twitch and with his own cannabis strain and things like that. So he's a name. They brought him in for that. They brought him in because he's he's obviously good at what he does. And I imagine if he stays healthy, he'll probably be a big push over here. Well, not just that, man. He's had two now, two really impressive knockouts. I mean, the one in the contender series where he just straight down the pipe, boom, knocked that dude flat. And then this one, with, which is technically a TKO, but this one with Canones was pretty, it was pretty impressive too. But. Yo, the, the thing about O'Malley is he's super tall for a bantamweight. Yeah, mean, he's, he's like linky. Six, two, he's linky, like man. He's, he's, I don't, man, I don't know if he's going to be able to keep that weight for very long. Well, As he gets older, I mean, I see him moving up to 145. Yeah, he'll probably go up and wait. He's going to have to. Cause, <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't doubt it. His frame's not going to carry that linky. I mean, he'll, he'll unless it's all in his hair. He'll probably go up. You think they maybe braid his hair with some like steel cable? Uh, maybe. Maybe that's what it, you gotta have yeah. something there. I mean, just a giant his... mane. You see that? Mm-hmm. God, man, look like Ben Askren, but like twice as big. Like he Alex Cazarius, Cons- it... uh, <laughs> Bruce Leroy. Yeah, yeah that reminds me of him. Yeah, or you know, kind of like Pena. Yeah, violent Bob Ross. Similar, similar. Afros are coming back. <laughs> that big hair, big beard thing. They're on the come thing. up, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's that big hair, big beard thing. I can't stand big beard. Unless it's the Viking ref. He's cool. I was, I was, remember that, that uh, UFC where he tucked it into his. Yeah, his, when he had everyone tucked was it. super. Every, like, the fights were really boring that night. Yeah. Everybody was super, like, <laughs> bummed out that, oh, he could have cut it. He, could, he but, cut his beard. He cut his beard. Everybody's on Twitter, relax. He just tucked it into his shirt. Guys. You notice how boring the fight card has to be for everybody <laughs> talking about the ref? Them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, there was one other fight that Drakkar close and Benil Daryush. I thought close was going to win that, but to see Daryush, you know, get a, a straight, straight stunner oh, yeah. knockout too, well, like, man, was when they interesting. Because I like, I like close. He can be an ass when they started but to I like throw him. down. Like when they started to like, you know, fuck the tactics we're going to go in. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm no longer here to like win the fight. I just want to like throw. Then I was like, yeah, it sums up. Because they rocked each other. Yeah. And they made that, each other back up. That was the the best part about it. Yeah. They they rocked each other. Close got him first, and Darius started walking backwards, and then he hit him, and Close started walking backwards like, whoa, what the hell? And yeah. then they started exchanging, and then there's that stunner, and like he you know, popped I, him. I, and wish, just, I wish somebody would take a collection out of all the UFCs. I mean, you can do it like error by error if you want, but go find the best like baby deer leg moments. No. And just put them all into one, like... <laughs> Honestly... <laughs> Call it UFC Rocked, right? And just, bam, you put it in a little little clip. Honestly, the my favorite one was the... I mean, it, what didn't, even, it didn't end up in a finish, though, was the uh, Kevin Lee and Edson Barbosa one. Because Kevin Lee was moment. all over the ring trying to keep his feet underneath. He's like, what oh, the... Yeah. <laughs> Like, that was like some a, of the funniest ones I've ever seen. It looked like he was standing on ice, right? <laughs> and he just couldn't catch his could, could catch grip. Oh man, it was, that was one of the most interesting ones, and for him to win that, yeah, which was which interesting. Was amazing. It's like what he recovered from that. 
All right. So we mentioned the, the Dariush fight. Uh, you want to talk about the uh, co-main event, uh, which technically should be the main event. You know what? Let's, let's talk about event. that one last because that was a barn burner. I'd rather talk about the boar fest that happened at the end. Let's let's get that one. Let's let's end with the good fight. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So you want to talk about the uh, Izzy Yoel fight, right? Man, let's just first of all before we even talk about that fight, well, let's talk wanna, about the hype running you wanna, up to that fight. Okay, do you want to call this a fight or do you want to call this like a like a sparring session? It's a well-known fact that styles make fights. Yes. If you go back and watch both of these guys, especially Yoel, Yoel is very much a counter puncher. He counterattacks people. He waits because he knows he can't go 30 minutes or 25 minutes with somebody in the slugfest. He knows he can't do it. He's only done it, what, one time with Costa? Him and Costa traded for rounds, but even then he was Whitaker. waiting for Costa to tag him. Whitaker. Twice. Even with Whitaker, he was waiting for Whitaker to make the moves. He wasn't well, yeah. So, But, like, you could argue that he did – I think you can argue he, he won – was it the first fight? Second fight. Second fight? Yeah, I would say the second one because yeah. Whitaker did just enough in the first one to keep it. Yeah. So I remember one of the one of the two. But, yeah, like, you can argue one. he won the second fight. Yeah. But he has gone five rounds, what, three separate times? Right. Four times now? Yeah. And, you know, he is a reaction fighter. So is Izzy. But Which – that you know, on paper it doesn't sound great, and it didn't turn out great. But we were all expecting Yoel being that it, this could be his last title fight for him to go out there and try something like yeah. you know what, throw caution in the wind, gash yourself out in the first two rounds if you have to, or or wait and do it in the last two rounds, but do something. And Yoel did not perform, and I understand him trying to make the most of the moments over somebody who he knows is very accurate, who he knows is very dangerous, and Izzy, and trying to get him to bite. But, see, the problem I saw was Yoel was waiting for Izzy to do anything, but he wasn't baiting him to do anything. And that was the biggest problem. Literally, the first two minutes of the fight, he came out to the center and stood there. Literally, that was the oddest thing I have ever seen. He he didn't move. Like all he did was turn with him. He stayed in he, one spot he and turned. Barely like, turned. Yeah, I mean, all he did was turn with him. Whenever he got to a certain point, he would slowly turn that way, and then he would slowly turn that way. And Izzy's like, "Okay, let me see how I'm going to approach this." And I actually watched the first two rounds back recently. I think it was two days ago. Um, yeah, they don't. On Sunday night, I watched the first two rounds back. Izzy's actually trying. More than Yoel was, he's looking to see if he threw in the first round that was shit, but he was trying to bait something out to see what the hell Yoel's plan was, yeah. right? And in the second round, he threw some feints and some double feints, trying to get Yoel to bite on something, and Yoel just wasn't biting. It's like, hmm. You know, I I went back and I rewatched this uh, twenty-five minute uh, snooze fest. It, you know, it it was a very boring fight. I'm okay with like cautionary fights where it's like if one person bucks up it could be over but this was a very like lackluster performance from pretty much both of them in a way and one it's just because you have a bad dancing partner at this point true i mean they're both going to blame each other but the the truth is i mean neither one of these guys did what they said they were going to do did what they were said did what they hyped us all up to believe they were going to do but like i ruined and we I went and rewatched it, and 
you could argue. I could see the argument because Yoel did say he thinks he won one, two, and five. I can see the argument for five, right? Because he did have a little bit of like a let's go moment. He did look good at the end of the fight. He could have impressed the judges that way. I can even see it for maybe the second round, right? But the first round, it's it's so hard to watch because none of them, both of them, basically didn't do anything. Yoel ended that big left, right, which was the big moment of the first round, which everybody was like, "Oh, thank God, finally he did something," right? And it did catch him. It did hit him. Mm-hmm. So I I can see that, but. I don't think he did enough to win in his mind. There's other people on Twitter, other fighters that are like, I think he won. I don't see exactly how. I think maybe at most you can probably put two rounds to him. Yeah, I I would say the first round is probably Romero's easy. But that's only because, what, he landed one more strike? No, he landed one less. He went three for four, yeah. and Izzy went four. Well, the, the only four thing, for six or the only thing is, uh, he landed more significant strikes. Right, that was the big thing. However, if my my credit towards Izzy in the first round, giving Izzy the first round, I, or at least what I could see people doing is like, at least he was trying, man. Yeah. He was moving around. He was trying to find an angle, and that didn't. He only landed four strikes, but. I mean, he was trying, whereas Yoel just stood there for two and a half minutes. I mean, that's half a round. All he did was nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you can't you can't give that round to Romero without being biased, in my opinion. However, I do see it from Romero's point is he's trying to get the champ to react so he can do something. Man, it was just a really hard – these are all really hard rounds to score. I mean, so I'm not really going to try that, but – if you go back and you if you if you have the chance rewatch that fight and I can see why the judges gave it to Izzy. I mean it's very like, very I'm, clear I'm not that upset Romero with the decision. Yeah, I'm not either, but I can see why people are upset. But I also think it's that's biased because Izzy did enough to keep his belt. He stayed away from the you know I mean the guy with the loaded gun. I think, away I from think, that guy. I think most away. people who watch this fight, most of the casual fans, most of the people who bought into the hype, are just disappointed that. It went the way it is. And I'll give him that because, I mean, I did too. And I'm, I've been watching MMA for years. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, I it's every, happened to me plenty of times. In, in Ganu and Lewis, man, that was, what the hell was that one? That was almost the same thing. We were sold an airport in the middle of Africa. Yeah. All right. That's, that's what that was. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. I mean, there's, it's just. Like what happened, guys? I mean, Izzy tried. Romero didn't do much. What really baffled me though was when Romero scored the takedown and yeah. did nothing with it. He lit him up instantly. He let him up. I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, I couldn't understand. Olympic that. pedigree, and you could, I, you're I, lying. Man. I Something's don't going on. understand why in recent fights Romero has not used his wrestling at all. At all, man. I don't know if he has the uh, I don't adrenaline. Or the stamina to do it anymore. I don't I think, think it is. I, I think his, his age is catching up to him, and, and that's what it is. I mean, he may be a physical freak of nature, but I think the high output that that requires and maybe injuries in his past, I think I think there's a lot of things that just do not add up to why Romero did what he did this time. And honestly, if you go back and rewatch him, like I've never understood why this dude's like all neck. <laughs> are, his necks, is his, are his neck bones fused? I think because he I, is so stiff. You know, up it's top, very man. common for wrestlers to have like uh, neck injuries. 
So he might have had a couple surgeries in the past. I, I wouldn't doubt it. Maybe that's why he's not wrestling. Maybe that's pretty much refusing to you know wrestle. You know what? He, he, he does because, like, if you look in the back of his neck, he's got a scar. He's got a big-ass scar. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm wondering if that has anything to do with it. It might be. People lose mobility. Yeah. I mean, I need to go back and look or go see. Yeah, the fact is, look. Romero should should have been fighting 10 years ago. He right. should have been... He got in late. He he should have started way earlier than he was. And he just... He, he got in super late. If he was... If he was doing this 10 years ago, right? Back when... See, this is... So, like, Silva and all them... This... That would have been prime time. That would, Like, if he was doing this... Then he would also have been able to use all the supplements he's been on. Yeah. Like, he, it would it would have been amazing to see him and, like, Vitor, Right? Man. Like, <laughs> him and like Rich Franklin, fucking uh, anybody see, really. It, it, I mean, just back then. Yeah, man. anybody in that middleweight back then would have been amazing. Yeah, man. I mean, I think Romero missed his his he, last opportunity, but I also think with this fight, we saw something. Now I called it. I said this fight was probably going to go him. in Adesanya's favor, and he was probably going to do it exactly the way he did Silva. Because if you look back the way he fought Silva, he did the same thing. He gave oh, yeah. that man so much respect and was like, I ain't falling for his games. I ain't playing his game. I'm going to stay away. I'm going to pick my shots. And he did the exact same thing here, and people are pissed. But whenever he did that to Silva, people are like, oh, my God, Izzy is the next coming of fucking Anderson Silva. You know, thinking about it, Yoel is essentially – Ben Askren, if Askren decided to get in the game sooner, right? Mm-hmm. And that says a lot because, I mean, you know, Ben Askren, he, first of all, he started way later than he should have. Yeah. Right? He had, he had so many things. And on top of that, he only focused on one. And it really, you know, it hurt him in the end. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, and he's got so many, he's got to have hip replacements now and shit. Uh, Yoel, he started, but he had, I think he finished, when he finished the Olympics, he had to finish the Olympics first. He wanted to do the Olympics, and then he started his UFC career, which I think hindered him going into it. But, like, say he did start 10 years before this, right? Like, 2010? Yeah, when the sport was only 15 years old. You imagine him, right, and, like, Chel Sonnen going at it, back Mm. when it was, like, wrestling, like, when they could both wrestle? No. That would have been interesting. He would have blasted Chel. No. No, I think... I think then they would he he would have been more uh, wrestle heavy wrestle heavy than anything. Mm-hmm. That, that would have been a good scrim- scrimmage to watch. That would have been something that you're like, this is amazing, because it would have been similar to like uh, Silva and Damian Maya when they fought there. And it was like everyone's like, oh, it's super boring. But like, I liked that fight. I liked watching that fight. That was a really good fight. Yeah, I don't know what people talk about. There's sometimes where you see you see those type of fights, man. There's some like, oh man, who did Ryan Hall fight? Uh, Ryan Hall fought somebody who was actually putting up a decent... Pin. Yeah, well, that was, there was no struggle there. He fought somebody, I cannot remember, who put up a decent struggle on the ground for a little bit. And I was like, hey, Tim, man. Was it Tim Elliott? Did he fight... No, he didn't fight Tim Elliott. Who did he fight? Man, I don't remember. I maybe even... Cause this Ryan is the Hall sad part. Ryan Hall is, that, is one of those fighters you want to see fight. So fucking... I'm, I'm glad he's got a fight coming up. Yeah, me too. But there's so many, there's no one wants to fight him. Or he's got so big gap in between for something. And you're like, I just want to see him... I'll roll say, up somebody. It's like when two really good striker girls go, strikers go at it. People are just like, oh, my God, this is a really good fight. Or whenever two people who are really skilled, 
and BJJ or wrestling go against because you're like, oh my god, these guys are next level, and we're seeing that master class happen. It's like, man, so who's well, going to well, get the upper hand? You know, it, the interesting it, people want action, right? Everyone yeah. complains about like, oh, it's super slow if they go to the ground. But I guarantee you, you watch the the Frank Mir and Big Knock fight, oh. <laughs> and they go to the ground and they start rolling after Frank gets him in the Kimura, and they roll, then they roll through again, and, and Frank ends up on top. And you're like, this is the most exciting thing to watch. How could people not like this? Because they went to the ground. I don't understand that part. Yeah, a lot of it comes from traditional, what we see as in combat sports, kickboxing, Muay Thai, yeah. boxing. And it's all stand-up, beat them up, get knocked down, get back up, let them have no chance while his brain scrambled to get scrambled more. I think it's the action movies people watch when they grow up, because there's no like grappling in it. Right? Yeah. And who's the only person that grapples in an action movie? Steven Seagal, that's it. Oh, yeah. He just grabs and like, oh, break an arm and then throw you to the side, and that's it. And you're like, this is a dumb movie, but I want to keep watching it because he keeps <laughs> breaking people's arms. Oh, man. The only movie he ever did was good was Under Siege. Yeah. The one where they're on the train? Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. I Under Siege 2 there. was not good. I grew up in that era, man. Trust me, I know what you're talking about. Uh, so, speaking of uh, striking displays, you want to talk about the co-main event now? Oh, hell yeah. So, the striking exchange between Wiley Zhang and, and JJ. Megamind. Yeah, Megamind. This is the end result. And JJ was some of the best women's MMA you will ever see. It's some of the best MMA you will ever see. That is one of the best exchanges you will see between two competitors in a combat sport of this caliber. Because Joanna has always been a buzzsaw. I mean, you got to walk through a lot of shots to get close to her, and she pieces people up and makes them look look like they've never they've never done any type of striking in their life. And Wiley Zhang hits so hard for a female, and she hits she is so hard accurately for a, a straw weight. Yeah, I would say especially. Well, she looks thick, like she's shorter and thicker she's than got JJ. That, um, a gymnast body, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah. Where she's been, like, you can tell it's she's for, from, like, a young age. She's just been developing, like, stretching and, like, muscle mass, right? Or I wouldn't say mass, but, like... Man, she, like, she lifted up her shirt. Like, density, I, mean, I would say. Dude, she had cheese grater abs. Yeah, so they, they weren't just, like, lines on a, on a on her stomach. They were, like, deep mm-hmm. cuts. Like, that girl is lean. That's that long-strand like, DNA, bro. <laughs> yeah. Man, I was just looking at that, I was like... Holy crap, that girl is fucking ready to go. She said on, on one of the embedded things that she's been doing, she's been fighting since she was like 14, right? And she's made her transition to MMA, I think it was like four years ago professionally, something yeah. like that. And this was her only goal is to get to the UFC and become champion. And do you think after four years of that being your only goal, right, you're going to give that shit up? That's dedication. You're going to give that up after one fight? I mean, hell no. Andy Ruiz did. <laughs> Topic for a different time, right? Um, yeah, but we got what we were advertised with that fight. Those two. I think we got more than what we were advertised for that fight. I think they took some of the aggression from the guys. They took. Is what it was. They, they promoted the hell out of Izzy and Yoel, and they pushed that, but. They would mention JJ and... Well, the girls were doing their own kind of self-promotion the way where they were talking shit back and forth. It was their own thing. But, like, UFC only promoted the dudes. Didn't promote the women very much. They, you know, they had their spot embedded. 
and shit. Well, the and girls always get they like, were a the side note treatment to the show, unless they're the main event. Yeah, they were a side note to it. That's always kind of a, you know, I never understood why they have main events and co-main. It should just be two main events. At this point, hmm. it, you're both well, champions. Well, technically, it is. It's you're both champions. Champions. Either just like main event one, main event two. <laughs> but when you do the co-main event, I think you're technically getting less of the purse at the end of what you would be if you had the main event. I don't know, but I hope they paid them girls money because... I think they should have got five of the night if they didn't. I'm oh, yeah, they got the bonus. Did they? Yeah, and the other two bonuses were, um, I want to say, O'Malley and Dariush. What did they get their bonus for? Did he get for the knockout? O'Malley got for, um, yeah, knockout and something else, like Fighters of the Night or some shit like that. That's what I want to say it was. But anyway, um, the girls went out there and, man, they lit up that arena from the get-go. They touched yeah, gloves. Yeah, it was uh, Fight of the Night was them, and then Performance of the Night was Dariush and Sean O'Malley. Oh, yeah. So they got, got both right. of them. Yeah. Man, I'm getting good at remembering shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so with... Darius and O'Malley get the fight or the uh, fighter of the night, right? Yeah, they got the fighter of the night, but the fight of the night went to JJ and Wiley. I don't think anybody can debate that on that card. That fight was second to none, and it's probably the best one so far this year. If I'm going to be honest with you, there's been some pretty good bang ups in the last two months, especially on some of the fight nights. But that fight right there has already set the tone for this year. I don't know what it is about this time of year, like the early three or four months, but that usually sets the tone for the full year because I think last year we had Ortega and Holloway well, around this well, time. Well, they, they take breaks. Um, like, they'll, they'll put all the, like, main fights at the beginning of the year, and they'll take breaks for, like, two months, right? Two months where it's, like, after International Fight Day or Fight Week. Yeah. They'll have that big event, then they're like, well, let's slow down. And then when you end the year, that's when they're like, let's pile on these last couple ones. Well, not just that, but with the ESPN deal, I think we're going to get a fight every week eventually. If not this year, next year we'll be getting fights every week. I, I want to say it's going to happen because Disney's going to be looking to make that ESPN money. Yeah. So. It means a lot of contracts, yeah. a lot of payouts. That means more money. More money, more money. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you, they can keep it up, though. All right, we got to stop getting sidetracked. We're talking about them girls right now. <laughs> so. Man, I forgot how I scored it, but I want to so, say... So, let me ask you that. There was two rounds that I was like, right. man, I don't know At the end of the fight, JJ scored more strikes than uh, Wale. Wiley. Wiley. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Or, we go with Wiley or Zhang? How do you want to say this? Just say Zhang. Okay. So, JJ scored more significant strikes, or more strikes overall than right. Zhang. Right? And then you're just playing fighting. And... If you look at the, the way most casuals saw it, or most people in general saw it, Zang did more damage, right? Because obviously she had, or JJ had a head that looked similar to Megamind, or like man, she blew up her head, blew up the, the swelling. Was the so swelling bad. that she had was almost immediate, right? As soon as she got hit with that right after she caught her foot, it goes down. As soon, as, if you watch the replay, as soon as her hands coming back, there's the bumps already there. Yeah. And then it just gradually gets bigger and bigger, and then it goes over her eye and then down to her cheek. Yeah, it goes all down the right side. It's like, wow. It was just a monster to look at. She was, she was one of the few fighters you ever see go in and come out looking like somebody else. 
Yeah. One of the few. I mean, Holloway and Ortega. Ortega looked like he was just a slab of meat. His face was so well, red he was and cut. Pur- he was cut open. Badly. Yeah, but he was red and purple. Which he I'm, was like deep I'm surprised purple that, that JJ didn't get cut at any point. Because oh, it was I know. So, I was, it was ex- so swollen. I was expecting that thing just to split open and just yeah. not stop. Man, <laughs> it was that was crazy. I mean, I was hoping, like you know, it sounds bad, but I was hoping she would hit her on the left side of her face to even it out a little bit. <laughs> man, man, that would have been horrible. That would have been like one of the biggest hematomas in history. Jesus, you know, there's, I mean, the memes coming out of that were that, horrible. There's Elephant the famous man, clip of uh, UFC like. I think it, it, it was must have been under under 100. One of those where the dude got hit and he had this big fucking hematoma, right? And I think they let they might have stopped the fight from it, but it was huge. It looked like someone cut like a tennis ball and put it underneath his forehead. But this kind of beats it. Like out of all the ones we've seen, this has got to be the biggest and most swollen one out of all the fights. Like I've never seen one. Yeah. Worse than that. I mean. Jesus Christ, it looked like somebody took an IV of saline solution underneath their skin, man, and just... Yeah. Man, it was so bad. But let's give credit to those rounds, man, because beforehand, you could say... I mean, there out of five rounds, I had trouble scoring two of them. That means there was only three rounds I had a clear-cut decision on. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that one was obviously JJ's. Oh, that one was obviously Wiley's or Zing's. But... There was two other rounds. I was just like, "Holy shit! How do you score this?" Yeah, like it was, it was so close that like I think at some point when you're watching a fight like this, um, if you're trying to score at home, you just forget about it and you're like, "I'm just watching this to enjoy this," because it doesn't happen that often, and you have to just take the moment in and just watch it. I'll say this: this is how happy I was with that fight. At the end, when they read the score and they read the winner. I wasn't like, no. I wasn't like, oh. I'm, I was like, I'm good with that. Because yeah. I would have been happy with a draw. There's, I like, would have been happy with the other person. I would have been happy with the current one. I was like, man. There's certain fights that you watch and you go, I don't care who wins. At this point, this was an amazing thing. I'm glad these two people got together. I'm not glad they had to beat the hell out of each other for my entertainment. But I am glad. No, I'm glad they did. <laughs> I am glad that this happened, you know? Yeah, I mean... Bang up job to those two ladies for putting on the best show of the night. Probably the best fight of the year so far. Yeah, I would say, because there hasn't been really anything else. I mean, even with Connor and Cowboy, it's like, man. Um, yeah, I would say it's probably the best fight of the year so far. Yeah, I, w- I would say, you know, unless we're forgetting one that's like a barn burner, but like, I think that's it, you know? Because like pretty much every card so far in these three months or two and a half months. Most of the ones I'm thinking of might have been last year. Yeah. But, See, that's my thing, too. I might be struggling for them. But I don't think anyone's happened within this year where I'm like, this is absolutely the most amazing thing. And it's only March, which is amazing. Yeah, I know, right? right? We still got a lot of fights coming forward. We Ooh. got Francis Nagano versus Jared... Uh, Rosenstruck. Rosenstruck. Yeah, that's going like I'm hoping that's a good one. Knock on wood. <laughs> you know, one of them might decide to wrestle. They're both knockout artists. Jesus. But uh next was it next week we have uh Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee's fighting again? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm happy to see him back so soon off of that uh that Gillespie knockout. Lady. Man, that was a brutal knockout too. And that one came out at the end of last year, so that one goes on last year's. <laughs> So, like, when I first heard Kevin Lee was fighting again, they said Lee versus uh, Olvera. 
right? Yeah. And my first thought was like, Alex Olvera is already fighting again. It's only been like a week. Oh like, yeah, yeah. And then uh, oh no, it's the other one. <laughs> yeah, I mean that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, there's two guys in this business with Cowboy as a name, dude. Those guys fight all the time. Well, in all fairness, um, uh, Olvera he's got like 90 kids, so I guess he has to do it. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Put a rubber on it, bro. God. If I remember right, he's got kids from different women that are on the same live on the same street. Oh wow, man! You realize the nuts you have to have to be like, I'm gonna go bang that lady who lives like two doors down, and then bang the other one. But who's that? He's uh, Charles Oliveira, see? Yeah, that'd be a good one because he's a BJJ specialist. Yeah, that's it. Well, uh, Damian Maya is the co-main event, and yeah. Gilbert Burns. Where's that's his card at? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> they we, never have, like, the... We got two Brazilians on the... <laughs> I mean, it's got to be a Sao Paulo card or a Rio card. I think it's Brazil. It's got to be a Brazil card. It's in Spanish when I pull it up. Yeah, so it's probably going to be down or, there. Uh, Portuguese, sorry. Yeah, it's probably going to be down Central South Where America. Where the hell is it? <laughs> don't worry about it. Brazil, there you go. Yeah. Fucking uh, figures. Yeah, look okay, at that. in Brasilia, Brazil. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Brasilia, Brazil. Huh? They're like, oh, we need a Brazilian on the... Or we have one in Brazil. Let's get some Brazilians. I mean, that's good on them. Get, get Damien Maya in there. He'll do anything. Let's see. Let me pull that card. So you got Kevin Lee and uh, co-main event, which is uh, Damien Maya and Gilbert Burns. Should be a good one. Uh, Johnny Walker's on the card. I expect that one. I'm actually anxious to see how that goes. Johnny Walker and Nikita Kralov. Yeah, Russian dude. Yeah. Really well, I would good. I would hope so with a name like that. Yeah, I mean he's really good. It's I don't think he's different. from like the Bronx with a name like Nikita. I mean, well, he might be. You yeah, never know. know. Bronx is a crazy place. Um, that should be an actually really good just fight night card if you think about it. Because look at the top level talent that's fighting on there, and you know actually on that card I'm more interested in. The main card and that Johnny Walker fight because I'm wondering to see how Walker's going to improve since moving up there to TriStar. You know he might he I'm I'm hoping he he gets way better than he was. Dude's and got so much talent just to go and get laid out. What two fights in a row? I was like, man, that was uh, that was. It was it was interesting. It was so satisfying, but it was so disappointing to watch him lose his yeah. last fight. Honestly. I would say him and Reyes probably have the most talent to take out Jones, although we saw what happened with Reyes and Jones. Well, a lot of people think, yeah, he won that fight. Reyes won that fight. I mean, go rewatch it. I'm going to side with Jones. Rounds three, four, and five. But, but I've... <laughs> I mean, I went back and rewatched it. I was like, okay, I, I see, maybe I was a little I biased. I see why you could watch it and see that Reyes might have pulled it out. But I think overall, like if you watch it overall, I think Jones gets it. As much as I hate to say it, right? Because I think at this point, Jones has that um, they, that Mayweather aura around him where everybody wants to see him lose. And it's not just from his performance in the ring, but like the yeah. shit outside the ring and things. But like, I'll give him credit. He hasn't done anything stupid outside the ring in two years. Two yeah, years in now. a good chunk of time that we know of. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, I mean, we're good. You know... I think he's got that aura again where everyone just wants to see him lose. And I can guarantee you when it does happen, it's going to have a rematch like immediately after. Yeah, well, I mean, and, he's the longest reigning champ. Yeah. Come on now. 
Well, I mean, if, if you want to make that argument, like DC should have rematched Stipe like almost immediately. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the whole heavyweight division thing is kind of crazy, but I'll leave that for another topic. I'll leave that for another day. Good lord, that's what we need to do. We need to just have like random videos about a division. Yeah, you can do it. I don't care. Like I said, you can do that. Like you don't want any part of it. <laughs> no, we can do it. It doesn't matter. It's just <laughs> you. You've got the equipment here. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, so that should be a good one. But the next pay-per-view card, I mean, there's some finites in between that are lackluster just to kind of hold it over, but the next pay-per-view... You got a baboon upstairs, man. So the next. Come on, you crazy old ladies. Go inside. Ha <laughs> Karen, you're hilarious. Shut the door. That fucking bitch. Let me tell you. Alright, I always forget you have a girlfriend named Karen, so yeah, I can't no. use it anymore. <laughs> um, I had to change it like Carol or something. What's another? Jane. Jane. Hmm. So the only other. Yeah, what was I going to say? So the next two fight nights are, yeah, they're okay after that Kevin Lee one, but... Um, well, you got the Kevin Lee one, which is the next one. And then it goes on to uh, the T. Wood and Leon Edwards fight night. Which should be a good one. Uh, that's That should that be fight decent. Should be I think that one's in uh, London, right? Yep. Yeah, that one should be in London. Finally get to see T. Wood fight again now that his shoulders are covered. Uh, hopefully he can get back. And then you have uh, the next one after that should be Francis and... Rosenstruck. Yeah, Rosenstruck. Which, actually, that one doesn't look bad. You look at this. Just this. See, the first, the main card, right? You got Francis. Mm-hmm. Rosenstruck. You have uh, Rafael Sensao versus Cody Garbrandt. Aspen Ladd and Julia Pena. Matt Brown and Miguel Baze? Beza? I think that's how you say his name. B-A-E-Z-A. Uh, Greg Hardy is going to be on there. And then on the... First fight of the main card, you have uh, Roundtree and Sam Alvey, which that... Khalil Roundtree? Yeah. He's back? Yeah. I thought he said he was going to retire. Unless he said his next fight is his retirement fight. I don't know. I'm anxious to see that one. I think you might be... Roundtree should get that win. I think you're confusing him with Manawa. Jimmy Manawa? Because he's retired. I could have swore Khalil Roundtree said he was going to retire. I don't think he's retiring. Unless he had a change of heart. But we'll see. Maybe. And then you have another fight night after that, which is the Overeem and Walt Harris fight. And Ooh, I'm anxious to see how Walt gets back in there, man. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. I hope. Uh, you know, I'm hoping they gave him uh, Alistair to be like, yeah, we give somebody a little bit of a, a chitty situation here. Maybe you can pull it out. Bam, comes out on top, gets a win, goes out there, says, you, know, you got to give him a minute. You gotta give him his own time after what happened. I would imagine even if Overeem wins, would give him time to say yeah. anything he needs to. I mean, fighters are fighters, but still, man. So we have these what? guys are in complete asset. What four fight nights? Three, four. Yeah, four fight nights in between here. Well, that makes and sense. And the next uh, pay per view. Yep, and that's going to be the big one. We've all been waiting five game re-signs, re-signings to do that one or five. Tito and Liddell five. Yeah, boy. 
I'll tell you how much I want to watch the last one. Uh, no, it's uh, Khabib and Tony Ferguson. Oh, well, we skipped that one. I don't need to watch that. But why? <laughs> but why, sir? That makes no sense. As but, but, like, from the beginning of this card till the end of it, I want to watch probably about 98% of these fights. On the Tony and Khabib fight, right? Yes. The interesting thing about that fight is not the fact that it's finally happening. It's the fact that after four attempts, this being the fifth time we're trying to get these two to fight, more people are wanting to watch that fight still than any other fight that they could announce right now. You could say a trilogy with Steve A and DC. I'd be like, yeah, cool, but this fight's happening. I gotta watch that one. You could you could bring back legends to fight. I wouldn't really care at this point. I've this been waiting is... for the Tony and Khabib fight every this... single time they've announced it. <laughs> this is the apex of the thing. This is the equivalent of like dating a chick for like five months, and she's like, "Okay, we can finally do this." <laughs> like, okay, cool. Okay, baby, but inside your head, you're jumping up and down like, "Oh my god, we're finally gonna do it's play that it cool, scene play from, it cool, play uh, it cool." In, was it Inside Out? Yeah, where it's like talking to the chick for the first time, yeah. similar to that, just like that. Yeah, so that's gonna be a good one. But leading up to it, man, we got some good fight nights to hold us over, and hopefully, they you keep, have. I like this. I like you this. have four. Was it? See, eight, you have about a month of foreplay before you get. To UFC 249. Man, that would suck. <laughs> Imagine getting edged for four months. Four weeks. Oh, man, that would suck. Uh, do you got anything for X? And I don't know. I think that about wraps it up, the uh, UFC 248 recap. I mean, it was a good fight week. We got a bunch of good fights coming up. And, you know, some other things happen around out there, Bellator, and some local stuff we're going to be looking into. But I think we're going to wrap it right here. Jake, you got anything else you want to add? Nope. No, that's it? Yep. All righty. So you can follow us online at, uh, what's your Twitter handle? Hooked JP. Not going to change it, huh? Nope. Me either. Mine's at Hook Justin. His is at Hook JP. You can find us there. Well, we're still Hook J Productions, right? The Hook J Podcast is very much dead at this point. We had a burial for it not too long ago. Um, very beautiful site. We saw to lay to rest. Um, <laughs> Burned it. There's a little like, little apple tree above the grave, which is nice. It'll go into it, and then you get to eat it later. That's how that's how trees work. Okay, I feel like you're just reading that book. Huh? You're just going off that book. What book? Gotcha. The one with a little green cover on it with a tree. I don't know which one you're talking about. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. I literally do not know what you're talking about. All right, anyways. Is there a book like that? Anyways. Um, do you know something I don't know yeah, about A lot of things you don't. Um, yeah, I was just saying. Yeah, you can find us online at Twitter on... Blah, blah, blah. You can find us online on Twitter at HookJP and... Add Hook Justin if you want to talk to us there. Uh, if there's nothing else, I'm good. You're good. Let's let's bounce, Jacob. Roll the outro. Bounce, bounce, bounce. No, no, the real outro. Oh, sorry. <laughs>